Welcome back to another 15-minute reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, we are speaking with Lola Adeyemo, author, TEDx speaker, and entrepreneur. And her topic today for our reset is going to be storytelling. Own your stories, make a difference. Welcome, Lola. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much for being here. So yeah, tell me a little bit about you. Um, your book, TEDx Speaking, that's that's amazing. How long have you been doing that, by the way? A couple of years now. And by that, if, if what you mean is telling, using my words. Right. Um, it's been a journey to get there. And that's why I'm focused on storytelling, uh, because what I see the writing and my speaking as is using my voice, using my stories to make a difference in the spaces that I find myself. That's amazing. Okay. Well, you have our virtual stage here. Go ahead and lead the way. All right. Well, everyone is a storyteller. Better than the word speaker, I like to use the word stories uh, because one of the first process for me is thinking about what is the audience that I'm talking to? What are they looking for? How can I best connect with them and reach them? And there's power in telling my own stories and communicating that to people. People empathize more with your story because it's different from I'm just teaching you something. I'm telling you a story. I'm telling you what happened to me. I'm telling you about my experience. It's empowering for me as the person sharing it, and it's something that people receive better and places them in a better position when you use stories. It's, it's different from you talk at somebody or you connect and you bring them into your story. And, and I think we all have that. We have a bank of stories that we build up every single day. We have our own experiences. We have our own narratives. And when we share it, we are building our own confidence. We are getting more empowered and we are making a difference for somebody else who might connect to your story in a different way. So share your story, own your story. I think more important than even sharing it is who, who am I? What do I want to say? What happened? How do I want to use that narrative to communicate to somebody else? So who exactly are you speaking to? The everyday women or creators, influencers, coaches, consultants? Because, you know, when we talk about storytelling, that might resonate in different ways with different groups of people. Um, certainly, I mean, like, what would you say to a woman who sees you speak or reads your book and said, you know, you you made an impact. I have a story. I want to tell it like. Where do you guide them? I mean, I think podcasting is a great way for st storytelling, but you know, what kind of advice do you offer? Uh, so I, I think when you say, who am I speaking to? I would say is every woman, any woman. And that's one of, that's the big difference with, with story is it's not about your work. It's not about your career. It's about you as a person. And, and so you don't have to be a professional speaker. You get to, when you get to the core of your message, what story do I want to tell? What impacts do I want to make? What do I have? What experience do I have? Um, that's, a, that's a core part of your narrative and you can take it however you want, right? You can take it into writing. You can decide to journal and then read it or document it for your kids. You can decide to speak it on a podcast stage you can decide to do solo episodes where you're just telling your stories or recording audio. You can decide to write. 
Um, because for me, that's how it started, uh, you know, just writing stories, just writing the headline of the stories. I remember this time that this happened and I just write it down. I don't know where it's going to go. And then I started writing on Medium because I realized I'm not trying to write to anybody. I'm not sharing with anybody. I'm just getting something now that I think might help somebody else. So the, the key is getting to the heart of what do I have in me that I want to say? What's the key message? And then you will determine who is the audience that I want to share it with and in what format. I have people that do blogs, personal blogs, and they just share and they it evolves. The more you, you write it, the more you put it out, it evolves into who do I want to help with these stories and where do I channel it? So when you talk about own your stories, make a difference. Tell us about that ownership a little bit, like what type of outreach you might want to consider to make sure you really do own it. Because as you know, if you guest on a blog, it's not necessarily, or if you guest on a podcast, it's not necessarily your content. If you do a Facebook live, it's not your content. Mm -hmm. So that's where I actually can, you know, suggest to people start your own podcast or YouTube and then play it on other platforms. But when you just go to a Facebook live, I mean, it's, it, it belongs to Facebook at that point. Right, right. Well, if, if that's where your audience is, again, it depends on what you want to try and do with it. If you want to do that to put it on a platform so that the people you're trying to reach can access it, then you can put it on there. But if you want to keep it to you, to yourself, because you want people to come to you and get it, then you have to identify where you put it um, uh, from that perspective, right? In terms of platform to use. Um, but owning it is also sharing it. Not necessarily like intellectual property, more like, you know, um, I tell stories about being an immigrant all the time. And it, I didn't always do that. I used to not want to talk about that. But then I realized it's a key part of who I am. And it's, you know, it's me. That's my story. And and I, I tell it now, trying to bring a lesson out of it and help people realize that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where your identity is. You, it, it starts with you owning it. And then nobody can change the narrative or put their narrative on you. You tell it and you bring out the, the value by yourself. So when you jump up on stage, what story are you are you telling? I'm going back to my background and my dad. I usually talk about my dad a lot because he was a key influence in my early life. I call him my, my first mentor. So I have a lot of narratives of growing up in Nigeria and stuff with my my dad I was a daddy's girl but I also grew up in a country where being a daddy's girl wasn't very common being a female um was very challenging because there are expectations culturally so I usually tell stories of how my dad shifted things and just really had a friendship with me and with my friends and that wasn't common um in in Nigeria so I used that to define how what has shaped me and then how I leave that out some of those things that I learned that I didn't even realize I was learning as a child that's wonderful so is he still with you no he's not he he's passed not. Uh, 2015 okay well I I love I love that you're getting up on stages and you're writing and you have your business so um books do you have a book Yes, I actually had my book launch, October 29. So I have a new book that came from Finding My Voice and Writing Stories. It's called Thriving in Intersectionality. 
And it starts, every chapter starts with a story of myself. And then I had interviewed uh, about 30 women. And so we talk about stories and impacts between workplace culture and our cultural background. That was just a few days ago. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes, to our, to our radio and podcast listeners. Obviously, you know, we're recording, so this airs later, but that was just a couple days ago. So you had time for me today. I thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's why I have time for you today, because I have, I feel relieved. <laughs> oh, wow. That until you start thinking of your next project, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. And <laughs> Which my you're probably already... already drafting your next project before this one went out, right? Yes. Yes, uh, I I thought I couldn't wait to finish, but now I can't wait to find out what the next one is. So tell us about the book. So my book is called Thriving in Intersectionality, Immigrants, Belonging, and Corporate America. And it's about the, uh, I work as a diversity, equity, and inclusion specialist. I work with companies to build inclusive communities called employee resource groups. And what I was seeing was I was missing the immigrant perspective. For somebody like me who moved to the U.S. at age 26, I grew up somewhere else. There's a lot to figure out when you come into a new system. And so that's a commonality that I had with other immigrants, those from Europe, from India, from Africa. It didn't matter the color we had, the color of our skin. The experience that we were navigating was really because we come from a different culture. And even some people that are raised in the U.S., but raised in a very immigrant neighborhood, Right. So when we talk about inclusion in the corporate workplace, I want to make sure we are including that lens. And, and so that's what the book is about. It's about immigrant experiences in the corporate world, how it impacts communication, leadership, um, teamwork, and just all of those things, all of those areas of corporate workplace culture and how we show up and can do better, some of the resources that we can share with ourselves to thrive in the corporate workplace. Do you plan to work with corporations, like get in there and work with their HR departments? Yes. That's wonderful. Because yeah, inclusivity, I mean, there's so much now to navigate in the workplace. I'm actually a 14 year entrepreneur working from home that, that many years. So it's been a really long time since I've actually been in the office environment full time. And I don't even know how people navigate like all of the challenges now. Um, You know, there's uh, I think that's maybe why it's a little easier just to go ahead and relaunch business remote (laughs) since the pandemic. You know, if it works, go ahead and keep it going there. But I, I think that's a very wonderful place for you to enter is to go into the corporate environment and make sure everybody, you know, does have that equal space. Right, right. And I, yeah, I do go to HR conferences and talent uh, conferences with that mindset to help um, business, business leaders and human resource recruiters understand that navigating that looks a little different it's always looked different but helping to um, reframe the story and the narrative to make sure that we are including people when it comes to um, workplace scenarios and and individual identities that's wonderful well lola for our podcast listeners i'm going to have all your information in show notes for our radio listeners go ahead and tell us how to find you 
You can find me on LinkedIn. That's the best way to get hold of me quickly. I'm always on LinkedIn. Um, I do have immigrants in, at Immigrants Incorporates on Instagram and on Facebook as well, but primarily on LinkedIn. I have a group there. Um, I have a couple of groups that I run there and reach out. I would love to chat. What are the name of the groups? Cross company employee resource groups. So I have a group where employee resource groups from within different corporations meet and we have monthly calls. And then uh, for my book, uh, Thriving in Intersectionality, there is a group also called uh, Immigrants in Corporate, um, where people that read that are going to have book discussions uh, within that. So there's a group called Immigrants in Corporate on LinkedIn. There's a group called Cross Company Employee Resource Groups on LinkedIn. That's wonderful. You're a very actionable storyteller. So I love that you, you know, you're backing up the goods of your story with taking action and making differences. So I really appreciate it. Lola, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Laurie. And this has been another 15 minute reset.